Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Happy Friday. Can you believe it? it's the end of April? I can't. Incredible. The sounds of time are going at a helter-skelter pace as I edge closer to 50 years on this planet, Emer. Am I supposed to be in sympathy here or something? I I don't don't know. know, Anyway, God help me. Actually, God. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you? God, normally, you know, um, I know your birthday's in July. It is July. Actually, talking about July, um, I'm normally counting the weeks down to when I'm going on holidays, you know, sun, oh. sea and no social media. My husband bans me from being on the phone, just to let you know. Good man. Yeah, it's terrible when you run into the loo and you kind of go, I'll be out in a minute, two hours later. But anyway, yeah. um, and as it looks like we're all going to be staycationing, I don't know, that is one word you'd never have heard. Yeah. Two I... years ago. Yeah, with all that's gone on. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's me. I'm, I was getting really depressed the other day and I was just kind of like going, oh, is there anywhere you can go without having to go anywhere, but kind of makes you feel better about not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so um, in line with, we have a very interesting guest today. Um, I, uh, and I know who is very well traveled. I find a really cool website called Virtual Vacation, which is virtualvacation.us. Right. Now, it's a website that lets you experience the world from home and escape. Wow. What do you think so of that? It's a virtual holiday. Is that what you're saying to me, Emer? It actually is really good. Like I went in, I was in Berlin during the week. <laughs> Were you? How is Berlin? <laughs> but listen, but I, Emer, oh. there is one critical problem that you've missed is that I think we all actually want to escape from our homes. Literally. I, know what I want to escape. Not from. virtually. <laughs> I know what I want to escape from. <laughs> yes, you do. And there's no escape. <laughs> From the the digital giggle part of the episode, that's going to be my, my new catchphrase. Oh uh, no! Have you, are, you, are you really serious about bringing that in now? Well, do you know, like, listen, the feedback that I've been getting is people love the the variety of jokes. They just don't have to be social media because it's a digital social show, a digital giggle, and it'll chuckle. Before actually, that go. is actually true. I actually got a message yesterday from somebody wanting to know where you got your. Uh, social media jokes um, ah, and yes. that you must have a really good sense of humor. And I went, well, I wouldn't say that, but anyway. <laughs> well, I have a sense of humor. It's probably my own just for yeah. me. But hey. I said, I don't want to find out where you get your your jokes from, but anyway. so Well, you're going to like this one. I have pre-warned our guests though, uh, that to please batten down the hatches and not to mm-hmm. bolt. Um, here we go. Why did the Microsoft PowerPoint cross the road? Um, I am, uh, I do tell. I haven't a clue. Okay. To get to the other slide. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. You put me right off to your presenting <laughs> now. Every time I look at a park. Going back to Berlin. You're, 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 uh, you're yeah, logging you're back just, into Berlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going back to Berlin. But there, anyway, uh, all I have to say is if you find today's social media joke, Anyway, engaging. There's supposed to be social media. But there's only so much social media jokes out there. I'm trying to bring you know, it for you variety. Can. You know, like, you know. Sorry. Sure. Sure. 
Honestly, sorry, guys. I'm letting you, he's letting the side down here or letting the slide down here. Yeah, boom. <laughs> oh, double, double jokes for the audience today. Um, anyway, it. you can catch Philip's previous jokes if you really want to. And indeed, our other shows. Yes, you do. By hopping on to the Let's Get Social show podcast on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify and the Dublin South FM website. So do go check them out. And as I always say, slide through. Oh, the next, the first few jokes. three minutes of each show and you'll be grand. I'm speechless. Well, listen, you know, if there is a, like, do listeners, if you're interested and you'd like to have my jokes virtually, maybe like the way Emer said about virtual vacations, if you would like Philip virtually to bring you the jokes, let us know and we can get mm. that sorted. Okay. <laughs> you try anything once. Oh, you try anything once, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen... We have to get down to the business of the show because today yes, we, we are delighted to welcome the wonderful and a good friend of myself and Emers, Shupa Naidu. And Shupa is a paid social strategist. As a social media expert, she has worked on the client side and has also worked with a global marketing agency. She's worked on brands like Debenhams, Leia Healthcare, Roe and Company, 3XE Digital, AIBF and more currently working as a freelancer, she will soon be working under a brand name. Yeah. And that's not all, Philip. She's also worked in the travel and hospitality industry. Yeah. Um, you see, that's where I said tie something in today, you know, yeah. you know, like I know you try every week to tie things in, but you really know. Yeah. Um, you just but anyway. tie me up and throw me somewhere, <laughs> yeah. isn't that right? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't do that because we're not in the same studio. But anyway, working with brands like Thomas Cook and SOTC and also India's largest OTA, which is Make My Trip. I want to go away. Why are we speaking to her today? But anyway, um, she has a blog called Yoga Panchi. Maybe that's what I need um, for a healthy and happy life. So without further ado, welcome to Let's Get Social, Shupa Nadu. And before we get into the interview, what did you think of our social media comedian? Do I actually, I think I need a holiday. Tell me I need a holiday. Thank you, guys. I'm delighted to be here. And uh, can we go to the next slide before telling anything about well, that's, that's cutting, Chupa. That's cutting. I thought someone who's an expert in, in yoga would have a little bit more sort of, you know. Flexibility? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I need flexibility in my jokes because they are all horrific. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. You but, know. I, I, I like you, Philip, so much that I had decided, you know, even if his joke isn't funny, I'm going to laugh. So I did laugh. <laughs> oh well, well, Shupa, I'm, you've gone back up on the radar. You're you're back on my Christmas card list. So so <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> but Shupa, it is great to have you with us today because we wanted to chat with you something that obviously is an area that you're very passionate about and you have a real expertise in, and it's something that a lot of businesses struggle with. And it is some of those mistakes that businesses make when it comes to paid digital. Uh, that you've seen, that you've experienced, and that obviously you've been able to go in and rectify. So I suppose to kick off this conversation, um, like I suppose one of my kind of loves when it comes to social is obviously strategy and developing the plan, setting objectives, etc. And not having a paid strategy in place for your paid digital is a common mistake I know you see a lot. Like, talk to us about I suppose, why that is a mistake and, and what would your advice be to a business to ensure that they don't go down and make those sort of mistakes? 
Yeah. Yes, Philip. I, I come across that a lot. Actually, I would say it's most uh, common amongst uh, new businesses, yeah. businesses who are uh, very new to social media and they are advertising on this platform for the first time or maybe just started with it. So it's understandable because, you know, they don't know what to expect from the yeah. platform. Mm. Uh, if we see it on our personal views, how we take social media, it's something not meant to be taken seriously. So it's very difficult for businesses to understand, is it a platform that has to be taken seriously when it comes to business? Or, you know, it's just something to keep your audience engaged. So that happens. And even if you see when you go to do any online research on, you know, what should I do with my social paid social um, uh, strategy? You wouldn't get anything specific to a particular business or say a sector. It is very generic, uh, the information that's there. So it it would confuse you if you are a starter there, and, mm. you know, on this platform, you would not know, okay, well, what should I do? This is like too many words and, you know, mm. too, too complicated process there. Yeah. So that's understandable. So how, a business should look at it is that strategy, even a paid social strategy would give them a clear direction. It will tell them how they should approach uh, this uh, paid social as a, as a channel for their business uh, in a way that, you know, that over the period, over, over the, maybe for long term, looking at one year or, you know, six months, maybe what they are expecting out of the platform, what would be their audience they are targeting, um, how they should be setting their goals. So the easiest way for a business to look at it is they know their business, so they should set their business goal and that business goal should translate into their marketing objectives. They should know, uh, uh, for example, they might be, you know, expecting a certain percentage of increase in their revenue if it is a business which is running for a couple of years, maybe. So that should uh, translate into their marketing objective. They should uh, see like, okay, what we should do on social ads to, you know, increase that revenue over a certain period of time. So they should break it down in short-term goals, business goals, and a long-term business goal and let the marketing objectives uh, resonate with your business goal. So that that would be it because there's no uh, single strategy which will be uh, uh, applicable to every business because it differs from a business to business. And uh, established brands can have it uh, in a way that they can look at conversion as their strategy more easily because they have an established market there. They know who are their people they want to target their ads to. But if it's a small business or it's a fairly new business, then awareness should be your goal. You should first look at, you know, bringing more people closer to your business, make them aware of your business, and then it goes further. Yeah, it's so true because I think, you know, it's interesting with a lot of business, and as you mentioned, I suppose a lot of maybe new businesses who are dipping their toe in the water with social media and obviously maybe getting involved with, say, paid digital. There is an element that businesses need to remember that they they are starting off at that sort of awareness stage and trying to showcase their authority. What problems do they solve? How can they help their target audience? So that there's a period of getting their name, their business, what they do out to, I suppose, to sort of whet the appetite, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to expecting 
we're going to put an ad out and then suddenly we're going to get loads and loads of sales or loads and loads of leads. There yeah. is a there is a there is a chronological kind of step by step process to a certain extent that exactly. they have you, to follow. You, yeah, you would know it yourself. Like you, you're the one who helping businesses with the strategy on the social front. So if they don't have a strategy in place, you'll be all over the place, right? You would mm-hmm. same would happen with paid social. Like you yeah. know, you would be. Uh, setting campaigns you know okay i want to, to get conversions out of my campaigns but then in the end you will see over a period of time that you know i'm going nowhere with it it's you know it's it's a, it's a complete confusion over there yeah. so when you have a long term uh, plan there with you you know whom you're targeting why you're targeting and uh, what's your approach towards you know reaching out to them yeah yeah it just makes life simpler very much right so. So I was going to say, too, but like, you know, there could be somebody out here, you know, listening in today and they might just be running paid ads. But as I say, strategy is key, as you know. And if you don't, you know, allocate a proper budget in regard to that, like our results going to be harder to achieve. That's very true, Imar. Oh, it could be said, like, I get this question a lot, actually, like how much should be my budget? Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you ask Facebook or Twitter, you know, it's, you talk to a Facebook mm-hmm. rep or a Twitter person, uh, they, a very simple answer that you will get from them is keep your budget that you can afford, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't yeah, go beyond what you can your business can afford. So the way you should approach budgeting is, again, planning your budget for a certain period of time, maybe quarterly, keep it six monthly, and then for a year, how much you would be able to, uh, your business will be able to, you know, afford for your paid uh, social campaigns. Mm-hmm. And that's how you will be able to uh, uh, understand what has been your return on that investment. Because if you think that this month I can give an X amount and the next month, maybe I can increase it by 500 euros mm-hmm. and you might end up, you know, spending different amount at different period of time, but overall you wouldn't know how much has gone in and whether that was worth um, spending at at that particular point in uh, your business. So the thing is, if you have higher budget, it would definitely give you more flexibility in testing. You know, you can test different audiences, you can test different markets, um, you can run multiple ads over a longer duration with that but higher budget would also give you higher visibility because you see you know i or you we all are uh, consumers for different brands so mm-hmm. all of them at one particular point in time on social media take facebook for example like you know you'll have thousands of businesses running ads so for that visibility on our news feeds there are so many competitors so you know you wouldn't only as a business you wouldn't only have direct competition you will have many many more businesses who are trying to you know fight for that space so definitely if you have a higher budget you get uh, an upper hand there to uh, have more visibility reach out to more people through your ads but that doesn't guarantee that, yes, your ads will definitely deliver results because there's so many other factors uh, to mm-hmm. it. But yeah, budgeting is uh, one of the most important uh, criteria for you to set your uh, campaigns and yeah. plan for a long term. Okay, yeah. so like I was going to say, Philip, you know, they, sometimes people will come and they probably said it to you as well. Oh, I'll just boost a post. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think that is a great strategy. 
you know, try it once, but not as a continuous. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you know specifically, Shupa, like like boosted post, they have a place, but I think you're sort of, as we'll go on to discuss, you're sort of handing over the the sort of the the targeting and the the customer type kind of you're handing over the management basically to Facebook, et cetera. Um mm-hmm. as opposed to maybe taking the time to have your proper budget, understand, yeah. you know how much say from the the customer acquisition point you know to win a customer but what winning that customer will mean for your business um to help from the the budgeting side um so i'd always kind of feel certainly the learnings i would have taken from our interactions uh, when we've kind of done some work together was be a lot more better on your targeting match mm-hmm. your budget to that be very specific as opposed to just maybe boosting and hoping that you might hit your your audience, you know, at the yeah. end of the day. Um, and I suppose, Shupa, that does bring in this kind of, this era, I suppose, um, of, which once again, I think is something that for a lot of new businesses who are trying to, I suppose, kind of generate instant kind of wins, instant leads, kind of grow quickly, et cetera, that we are because of social in that sort of that era of instant validation, instant wins, you know, we've grown by X amount this month. We've brought in so many leads. We've got so many inquiries. But I suppose, as you would have seen, and myself and Ema have seen, there is the element. Now, I suppose it's not so much of a, a tangible thing. It's more of an emotional thing. But there is the issue of, of patience um, or lack of it being an issue when it comes to ad success. Because it would be fair to say, Shupa, and, and I suppose would like your thoughts on this, that ad success, it still takes time. You know, it takes time from Facebook needing time if you're doing ads on Facebook to understand your ad, your audience to to better place it. But it, it does take time testing different things, different types of budget, different placements, etc. Just because you put an ad out today doesn't mean suddenly the heavens are going to open up with loads of leads. That'd be fair to say, wouldn't it? Totally, Philip. Uh, the most important thing here, the key thing would be uh, understanding your buyer's journey. Hmm. Uh, what, as a business, many times you would forget that, you know, I don't know where this audience that I'm targeting uh, lies in my buyer's journey. So buyer's journey is nothing but the process that we go through when we are consuming any product or service. So mm. you start at an awareness stage. That's the stage when you're trying to introduce your brand to uh, your potential uh, buyer. So you are trying to tell everything about your business, what, how you can serve them or, you know, everything related to what your product or service is. Yeah. And then you, when you have uh, uh, brought in some interest towards your uh, business. That's when you are trying to engage with them. You're trying to bring them into this uh, consideration stage where they're, you know, willing to go a step further, try to maybe sign up for your newsletter or, you know, go onto your website and browse through the products that you have listed. And after that, once they're convinced, because consumers are smart today, they just don't go and buy with you. They would, uh, you know, review and browse through many other options available in the market. And after doing all that is when they come and convert with you if they are totally convinced that it's you that I want to buy with. So it's an entire process that we end up forgetting when we are, uh, you know, using paid campaigns because 
like, you know, I had set an uh, campaign live today and the next day I got a call asking like, uh, how many conversions have we got? So we also have to understand the nature of this platform. You know, mm. why anybody is there on social media? This is not an intent-driven uh, platform. Intent-driven with platforms would be uh, your uh, email marketing. You're getting mm. uh, directly into the inbox of your uh, potential buyer or a consumer mm. yeah. because they know about your brand. You know, mm. so yeah. it's easier to convince them there at that stage. Your conversion rates would be higher with email marketing. Mm-hmm. Your conversion rates would be higher with your uh, Google uh, uh, ads because there are keywords that I'm typing into, you know, maybe uh, it's uh, a jewelry that I'm looking for. And, you know, I'm, I'm tra- typing those keywords there on my Google search. And that then when your ad pops up, I have a higher in- interest into that. So I might click and I might go to your website. I might buy with you. Mm-hmm. But on social media, I'm not there for that. I have interest in jewelry, but you might I might have browsed at different point in uh, my, you know, mm-hmm. uh, over the days, uh, at different point in time, I would have uh, gone through uh, different options to buy a jewelry, piece of jewelry. But when I see a social media ad, at that time, maybe I, I'm not, uh, you know, completely ready. It might be that, okay, no, I, I need to budget for it. It's an expensive buy. It is not just, I'll go, I'll see an ad and I'll go and purchase. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, factor in all these points before we understand that why it's not immediately converting. So social media definitely brings in sales, but it takes a longer period of time because it's uh, you know helping you to reach newer audience which you would have not reached otherwise yeah. so yeah you it's firstly giving you a huge brand visibility it's uh, it's reaching out to more people so it's increasing your uh, pool of audience that you know could yeah. convert with you at a later stage so it's better that we give it that time to you know perform no absolutely like i'll give you actually mm. a good example using myself like mm-hmm. Emer knows I, I love, I'm a bit of a techie. I love mm-hmm. kind of tech. And and I'll give you an interesting, here's a, a bit of a journey. I was looking for some new, I'm kind of looking for some new video editing kind of software. Um, so I went on to um, a website, just like I think all of the customers these days, they do the research first, exactly as you said, Shupa, you know, customers these days are smart and savvy and they do the research. They're looking at testimonials before oh, they yeah. even go to the company. So I went onto this company's website, uh, had a look around, read testimonials. I even went onto YouTube to watch a how-to video to see how it looked. And then there was a remarketing ad when I went to Facebook, targeting um, potentially. Mm-hmm. Right. I still, bum, bum, bum. And after maybe four or five different interactions, I'm now nearly at the point where I think I'll go for the trial. Um, what? You're not going to open your wallet now? No, no, I'm I'm actually nearly at that point <laughs> now to remove the duct tape and Velcro. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, but once again, you know, and what was interesting, exactly as you said, uh, Shupa, the way they crafted the ad was very much rather than trying to sell, they were trying to solve or identify the pain points yeah. as to why I was looking for editing software. Mm-hmm. So so I think you're right. But here's me, someone who works on social, is looking for editing, and I'm still kind of, it took a bit of a, took yeah. time. I didn't go instant. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, something like that wouldn't be like, you know, 50 quid. It would be more. So you're looking for, yeah, yeah. you know, so you're going to do your homework, as I say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, uh, you you know, they're probably trying to target your interests as you, you've gone in and looked at their website and all that kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. So actually talking to targeting um, uh, Shupa, yeah. would I be right? Another mistake. I don't like, <laughs> like talking about mistakes, but anyway, we all have to. Um, would it be the lack of or even poor ad targeting? Would that be a mistake? Like, can you maybe explain what targeting is? Because it could be people out there going, you know, the only target they think about is like, you know, uh, the old uh, arrows on the dartboard, you know? <laughs> I think it's Emer with the sniper rifle when I'm about to tell my joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't find it. I've run out of bullets. But anyway. Um, yeah. So is it like, is there is there something that you can kind of give people a little bit more clarity regarding targeting? Sure, Imar. Uh, so targeting is all about uh, the group of uh, people. It's all people that we are uh, mm-hmm. focusing on through our ads. So the group of people that you would want to show your ads to mm-hmm. they make your audience. So your targeting includes your uh, people that you, you're showing your ads to, where they are located, mm-hmm. what age group they fall in, what are, you know, uh, what are their interests or, you know, if you're targeting, when you're talking about, uh, suppose, awareness stage, like, you know, completely new audience you're trying to target. Mm -hmm. So that is something that you're trying to target based on their interests. Why would they become your customer? So you're trying to understand the interests of people and trying to form an, uh, you know, a a semi-fictional personality there and trying to understand that, okay, this is what my consumer would be like. So, you know, Mm -hmm. he or she, it could be a male or female, or it could be, you know, just female. Uh, Suppose like going back to jewelry as an example, if you're trying to do earrings, you know, uh, you're a jewelry maker and you want to sell uh, earrings as your new product. So who would be your audience? So mm-hmm. for that, what you would do is you will try to understand whom you want to uh, sell that uh, piece of earring to. So uh, is it only female? Um, and where are they located? Mm-hmm. What age group are they? Are they, you know, uh, uh, youngsters or, you know, it's it's for uh, an age group after above 30 or 40. So everything that you are trying to decide based on keeping your consumer personality in mind is your mm-hmm. targeting. Yeah. So you it's can funny actually, yeah, I think, sorry, to your personality, sometimes people think, oh, I have a younger market. I should be, you know, doing ads, you know, maybe Facebook. You'd probably say to them, no, you want to be doing Instagram, you know, would that be right? Um, yeah, it, it's, yes, you can do that, Imar, because there's no uh, rule book for like, you know, it's completely right or wrong. Mm. Because you might have a product or a service wherein, you know, age is not a very clear criteria there for you to decide, okay, is it, you know, a younger demographic that I have to target Mm -hmm. or is it something that's belonging to a slightly older age group? So you could test, but definitely uh, you have to understand that, you know, if your targeting goes way too wrong, you are, Mm -hmm. you're wasting your money out into something wrong. No, it's funny because my my, uh, son does kickboxing and uh, you know the way you're thinking, Philip, you did the old kickboxing. Um, for 20 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I was so proud he got a medal. So I posted on Instagram, you know, you know, him with his medal. And then I posted it on Facebook and he went a little bit mental. Uh, you know, 15 year old boy going, what did you post that on Instagram for? And I went, this is really proud of you. And he goes, 
you can take it down, take it down. And I said, well, I put it on Facebook. Oh, that's all right. There's nobody on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> well, his age group, maybe. He <laughs> yeah. goes, um, what is Facebook, you know? Yeah. Um, Certainly. And uh, it, yeah, different uh, channels is what uh, you, you could be targeting people on Facebook, suppose. But like, mm. for example, I saw once an ad of uh, dog food. I don't even have a pet. So... <laughs> Th- that's is, that's that is does, so something like this you could go really way, way wrong in your targeting okay. so audiences what would be your uh, main uh, element of your targeting then comes location mm-hmm. right but uh, for example you suppose you're a food you're into food business and you have page followers you have like a group, good group of like 18,000 mm-hmm. 15,000 maybe followers for your business on facebook and then you think that okay i have this new non vegetarian dish added to my menu and i would want to target all who are my page followers right mm-hmm. and you might end up showing a, a non non vegetarian dish add to a vegan as well because you're you might have vegans there in your oh you know yeah. oh, who are following you mm-hmm. so that goes as uh, wrong targeting because you would be showing your ads to vegans who are like you you might give a very uh, negative impression of your business then on so who might otherwise yeah. be coming at least to buy vegan food from you which okay. might as well completely stop uh, you know buying with you because you don't know what your user experience has been after seeing that yeah. so you could go very wrong with it so it's it's very important to keep uh, uh, and that all comes back Shupa mm-hmm. um, that whole element of targeting can be covered off in your your digital strategy and obviously in your, your paid strategy where you've identified who that, that audience is or mm-hmm. multiple audiences and craft the advertising and message for them alone exactly like your your excellent example you know if you have if you know you've got a a vegan audience and you also have a, a meat meat eating audience and a vegetarian audience you can craft advertising specific to them so that only those relevant audiences can see that um mm-hmm. etc um like I suppose that you've probably come across, and I'd be interested to get your point of view on this, uh, Shupa, is, you know, like social media itself, paid digital ads, it are another valuable tactic. But I suppose a common mistake that myself and Emer would see is that a lot of businesses see social media as being the the silver bullet or the, the magic oh, yeah. pill. Um, and I suppose in your case, it's probably similar that they see digital as as being the magic bullet that's going to solve everything. And they look at them in just isolation rather than as a big picture view. Would that be fair to say? Right. Uh, yes, Philip. What a business does is they look at what you spend and what you get back. So, yeah. you know, they, they see it as a very straightforward thing. Like if I'm doing a conversion campaign, I'm trying to uh, sell something uh, through social media. Mm. At the end of the campaign, how, how many conversions happened? So what we miss out here is that in the process, you tried to do everything right from your end by, you know, setting the right ad, showing the right, uh, you know, mm-hmm. ad, mm-hmm. a relevant mm-hmm. ad to you the relevant audience and then uh, what happens is like they 
they did not buy with you because there could be many factors that were not in your control. Like we discussed, you know, it might not be a point in time uh, in my life that I'm not ready to buy, but I'm interested in your product. So, but I had a brand recall. So the next time over the next few days or maybe weeks, when I'm trying to uh, buy something similar to your product, I would first think of you because I saw your ads. Maybe I did not buy that time, but I saw your ads. So, you end up having that brand brand recall even when you have not done conversions through a campaign by spending that money. So we missed that out that, you know, we brought somebody to uh, the website, but, you know, you did not convert. So you think like, oh, no conversions. So, oh, it's money wasted there. It's not like that. So what we should look at is uh, the overall contribution of the paid social uh, campaigns and the money spent there. And the other point is when you are doing uh, social ads you're you're also doing other marketing activities so mm-hmm. social ads are there to support the other marketing activities that's ongoing for your business so yeah. something like your email marketing you are sp- sending emails every week uh, or you know you had a email blast this weekend and then we started a social ad there on facebook mm-hmm. and so what happens is like I might be your uh, consumer. Whom I, I've seen your email in my inbox. I went through it. And then I come to social media that weekend. I'm spending time on Instagram maybe. And I see your ads there. I, I did not still buy. But then, you know, I uh, the other day, then I think like, okay, I, I think I want to buy something that you had been showing. And I go do a Google search and I type your business name or your website and I go in and I directly buy. So what happens is that you did not buy through Facebook, uh, Instagram ad, you did not buy through email marketing, but then you went and bought directly on Google by, you know, organically searching for my business and direct buy you Mm -hmm. did. So to understand if your social campaigns, the money that you spend on running your social ads has that, delivered in or contributed in the overall conversions that you have had, you should have your Google Analytics in place. That's where what happens when you have your Google Analytics uh, there with you, you're tracking from where your consumers are coming. You know, there's a path that they follow to conversion. So mm-hmm. where your social ads are falling into that path, and you'll be surprised when you see that, you know, there's consumers very, very rarely, maybe, a fraction of a percent, it would be that they buy, buy immediately after they see an ad. It could be any advertisement. They they have a path that they have that you know to yeah. that leads to conversion. So they might see it multiple times. Uh, an ad on Facebook coming back in an email. They go back. They do an organic search. They go back maybe, and then they see a Facebook ad again, and they're like, okay, this time I think I'm ready to buy, and they go and buy. So you'll be able to understand that entire journey that the consumer has gone through through your uh, Google Analytics. So that helps in understanding that, you know, social ads are not something that should be looked at in isolation. It is yeah. part of your bigger, bigger. marketing. Yeah, don't rely, don't rely on the ads. You know, you have to have something behind it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like the organic and paid, you know, like organic content has its place, mm-hmm. totally. um, you know, and obviously linked in with the paid. And exactly as you've said there, Shupa, you know, there's so many multiple touch points. Customers these days are not one click buyers. They do the research. 
they're looking yeah. at testimonials, they're learning about the product first, and then their just as expertise on 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 your product is probably your salespeople. Mm-hmm. And they're coming to see does what you offer tick all the boxes, whether that is just yeah, depending on what their what their buyer criteria is, you know. So um, so yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then I get when it comes to ads, um, and I I'd say you are the specialist, shoot, but I have to say, um, there's a lot of things that people maybe don't think about. And I I know that I've heard from clients that come to me, oh, I'm not going to waste the money because like I put the ad up and two days later, nothing happened and I took it down. And you know, um I I I haven't a clue about uh, things like pixels and uh and then they, they don't consider like UTM tracking. Which I think are, and you'd probably agree with me, are probably a quite common uh, things that you would see um, and hear about. Um, can you talk us through these issues? Yes. Maybe, you know, people might get a better understanding and and then maybe they can avoid those mistakes. Yes, Imar. Uh, yes, what, what you told about uh, the ad duration, definitely. Uh, it happens that, you know, as soon as you set an ad live, you mm-hmm. think that, okay, I, I want to immediately start tracking it. Mm-hmm. And I want to see that, you know, is it uh, giving the performance that I was expecting? Um, so the mistake is not always, uh, I would say, yes, ad duration, shorter ad durations isn't a very advisable thing. But yes, there are times like, you know, I would say. What's, like, an, what's a good ad, like time frame then maybe for an ad? See, if you look at uh, mostly Facebook, I would say one week's time you have to give to an ad to come out mm-hmm. of its learning phase. So algorithm has something that, you know, it calls it the learning phase. So during those days or during that period when it's still in the learning phase, it's trying to mm-hmm. understand who is the audience for your particular ad. So it is trying to figure out like, well, if you have a conversion, suppose you're having an ad wherein you're trying to get leads for your business. Mm-hmm. So you're having some downloads, uh, you know, ebook downloads. So, yeah. And so Facebook algorithm is trying to understand who are the people who are more uh, keen to do this download, you know, mm-hmm. who, who are the people who will actually end up becoming your uh, hot leads for your business. So it needs that time, about a week's time for it to understand. And and it is also that time for you to see that, you know, if not Facebook is running that, or maybe you're doing that on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and you go after three days and you see that, okay, it's going a little costly. I, I don't think so. I had budgeted it to be so expensive. And then you would want to make some changes to your ad mm-hmm. or to your targeting. So when you make those changes, you reset the algorithm. You are trying to, you know, give it back as a fresh uh, targeting. So it again needs those three days to go back and perform. So mm-hmm. after you make the changes, you again have to give it some more time. So it would be advised that, you know, give it a week's time, let it run, see if it is performing or not, and then make the changes to it. So, yes, but yeah. then, uh, saying that, uh, I would also say that it is not uh, like, you know, uh, it is definitely a best practice if you have time to run your campaign, let it run. But there would be occasions like uh, Black Friday, for example, or, you know, mm-hmm. you 
your particular business has a weekend offer and it's it's a last chance to buy that you want to promote. So these kind of ads, you can't run for a longer period of time, right? You mm-hmm. wouldn't be running it for that particular day or two or maybe just the weekend. Mm-hmm. So when that's the case, you have to know that that targeting has has to be very specific and you are you're not be you won't be able to do any changes to that campaign so having that in mind and setting your expectations f- from it mm-hmm. you will be uh, in a better place than you know just uh, trying to go and uh, i said that today and then go and change change it tomorrow because okay i think it's only for two days and still it has not performed so let me change it wouldn't help you. Yeah. So, yeah. And then when you were t- talking about the pixel. Uh, yeah. People are like, oh, what is a pixel? Is it a Facebook pixie? pixel. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it a pixie? And I go, no, it's not a pixie. It's a, it's a snippet of code. And, you know, uh, having that on your website is really important, especially for retargeting. Um, so somebody lands on your website, Philip, and wants to get you to buy that software. Actually, or they land on my site and they want to download my joke book. I need to target them. I'd say you've probably got quite a high bounce rate there, have you? Massive. Yeah. Plus 200%. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Facebook Pixel is so important, isn't it, uh, Shiba? It is. So it it is uh, tracking. See, now Philip got to know that what's the bounce rate. It's because he's tracking what's the effectiveness of his uh, Mm. campaigns that he's running. So... Yes, it it is to know how well or how bad your campaign is performing. You need a tracking code. So Pixel is nothing but a tracking code, a piece of mm-hmm. code that will go on the back end of your website. And that connects all your Facebook uh, activities with your website. So when you run an ad on Facebook, from the ad, when they click and they go onto your website, the landing mm-hmm. page is your website most all the time right mm-hmm. so when they go into the website if they are buying there or if they're converting whatever is the objective of your ad right mm-hmm. so if that is happening or not facebook is able to track because so uh, like for your organic social media your content strategy has to be in place right you're going to have a content calendar you know what you're going to run over the over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Similarly, uh, uh, social media ads are uh, driven by analytics, by data. So you can't just run an ad and forget about it and come back and tomorrow I run another fresh ad without looking at the learnings from my previous campaigns. Mm-hmm. So for those learnings to have that understanding whether my previous campaign performed or when I, whether I got results that I was expecting or, you know, whatever other results to understand if it did not work, why it did not work and how do I make those, uh, you know, changes mm-hmm. into my new ad, you, you need a tracking code. So that's what Facebook would do. I was going to say with the UTM tracking, then that's, yeah. that's a slightly different um Issue, it's isn't more it? Detailed. So UTM tracking is uh, related to your Google Analytics. So mm-hmm. you have like for Facebook code uh, for tracking, you have mm-hmm. Google Analytics, uh, a pixel that sits on your website and it tracks every from whichever channel, like, you know, from social media, from your emails or from di- uh, direct on a Google search, 
how people are coming onto your website, all those things you can track through Google Analytics. So it's the more detailed data that you get on Google. So UTM, what, how that could help is like what happens on your website after I might click on, if you are, you might, I might be a shoe seller and I'm mm-hmm. running a, I have a new shoe shop at the corner of the road and I have a new ad running there. And when people click on my ads and I, they go onto the website, they might mm-hmm. not buy that time but what where did they go like you know maybe I'm uh, selling uh, I'm showing ads of some of a formal shoe there and then they come they look at it and they might go on to some other pair of footwear that I'm having on my website but I wouldn't be able to track that through my Facebook tracking I can only track from from Facebook is that if they came they bought it or they did not buy it but with UTM tracking, what happens is when they click on that ad, they go onto my website. From there, which other pages they went, Mm -hmm. how long did they spend on my website, or if there was a bounce rate there, Mm -hmm. right? You know, what was the bounce rate? So all those things you can track through your UTM. So it's it's so you need you definitely need both you need your your facebook pixel and you need yeah. it yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like facebook every every other channel would have their tracking so linkedin has mm-hmm. an, an insight stat which again goes so every every uh, ads platform would will have a piece of code which you will have to give to your web so at, at this rate you'll have more codes in your website than you will have content <laughs> absolutely yeah it's uh well, I suppose it is key, you know, like I suppose mm-hmm. uh, when you know what's working and how people are interacting with your site, I think it is so key. And I think mm-hmm. using you know the Google campaign URL builder to create your UTM links, I think is, is a great way to go. Um, mm-hmm. Shupa, we are coming into the final last couple of questions. We have five more minutes. This has been a really brilliant chat, um, giving us loads of insights and hopefully the listeners in relation to I suppose, some of these mistakes and things to avoid when you're looking at your paid digital. Mm. We've got two last questions we wanted to throw at you, Shupa. Uh, This one, I think, is an interesting one because I think it links back into a lot of the stuff that you've been talking about. And I think it also, it's relevant because it links in with, say, your UTM tracking. It links in with, I suppose, businesses understanding maybe a better handle on that if an ad is driving people to the website, but not converting that maybe it's not the ad's fault, but maybe it's the landing page. And I suppose, you know, how important is it to have a good, a really good landing page that contributes to your paid digital ad success? And and, and, and I suppose kind of, is there any quick tips you could give uh, that makes up a good landing page? Sure, uh, Philip. Yes, it's it, it's very very important. I would say, like for example, if I am showing an ad that there's a fifty percent off in my in a set of uh, scarves, and when you go onto my click on the ad, you go onto my landing page, and you see no offer there. That's how wrong your landing page could go, and you would never again let uh, want the, uh, the customer would never again would want to click onto your ad and mm-hmm. buy something with you. Yeah. So your landing page has to be relevant to what you are showing on your ads. It has to give the same message. It should have the same language 
as well. Like, you know, you can't have a very formal landing page and have a very peppy ads there on social media. So yeah, yeah you, you should have uh, it and it should be relevant to your audience. So, you know, if you are targeting uh, a business to business customer, so when they go into your landing page, they should get value out of it like uh, another business. And it should not be for, you know, so, uh, someone who's who could be a direct consumer. And it's so irrelevance of, uh, of your landing page can be a big turn off for uh, any uh, viewer of your ad. So yeah, it's, it's very, very important. I would say. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's very key. I think, you know, there needs to be that sort of that, that user experience Mm -hmm. um, whereby someone sees the ad. Um, Oh, I'm interested in that. And then the landing page has no relevance. Yeah, totally. And then the clarity of your call to action over there, when I come to your uh, landing page, there should be simplicity. There should be clarity, like where I click and how, how do I uh, do the action? If it's download, if it's, you know, buy now or register, I I should be able to easily figure that out. So easy navigation, clarity, simplicity. Yeah, That's your landing page. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. Um, Because there's nothing worse than when you click through and you can't find where you're supposed to go. I it's find. It. Yeah, it's, it's, and then it's, you get distracted and you go, ah, oh, I'm yes, going to go off. The good oh, user you know? experience yeah. is all that matters. Yes, he mm, Yeah. Because yeah. again, like it, it is, you get, you, maybe you're like, oh, this is the right thing for me. And you go in and you click, and then you go, hold on a second. I've got to click here. Then i got to go in here. Yeah. And then i got to go in here. And I'm and lost now. Leave. So, yeah. 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 A bit like your jokes, Philip. Um, but. <laughs> Good user I'm, experience. I'm doing, I'm doing a call it to the <laughs> listeners. If you love my jokes, go hashtag curly marked or love. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. You get loads of feedback on that. Yeah, um, listen, Shupo, we'd love to have more time with you. So we would love to have you back. Um, have you anything on the horizon you'd like to share with us yet? Or is it still all, uh, you know, a work in progress for you? Because I know you are saying that you're going to move forward now from the freelancing. Yeah. And if anyone wants to get in contact with you, is there a way they can say hello to you? Yeah, definitely. I'd be happy to connect with people on LinkedIn. and there. Mm-hmm. Then uh, right now, yes, as a I'm, I am working as a freelancer, and very soon I'll be working under a brand name. So mm-hmm. very excited about that. And Great. Yeah, I'm uh, just adding on to my services that I offer. So I'm yeah, I, I, I'm getting into more onto ads training as well. So that's along with uh, what I'm doing into the ads uh, management yes. that I'm doing right now. Along mm-hmm. with that, I'm adding on to doing a bit of more training into this uh, platform so Brilliant. pretty excited i would say yeah yeah so guys go go connect with uh, shupa on linkedin yeah. if you need ads training uh she's a uh, she's your mm-hmm. go-to lady Definitely. um like shupa i suppose yes all I, I can really say is it has been fantastic having you with us on so thank you so much for sharing so you, much Philip. of your insight with us so having mm-hmm. you here. and shupa will you come back <laughs> Or be frightened her away. Yeah, I promise I'll get a better joke. Uh, okay, right. Yeah, okay, you're joke. on. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so um thank you again, Chuba. It's been thank great you. having you. Thank you guys.
Um, and as all I have left to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, uh, you'd like to catch it again and the other shows, you can on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course on the Dublin South FM website. So please do download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And all that's left to say is I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media. And we'll see you again soon for more Let's Get Social. See you then. Bye.